Frank, we'll record our one-hour non-stop talk about Elden Ring next week. Uh, okay. And we'll, we'll send someone to Brandon's house to cut his microphone cable. <laughs> no, actually, if you two want to talk about it, it's fine. <laughs> That'd be a good bonus episode. I don't know about a bonus episode. All right. I don't know if I have too much interesting to say because I've never played one of these before. So, like, oh. I think any of my observations are just like, oh, yeah, I did that 10 years ago. Did you get a great rune yet? Did you get a rune? Uh, I don't know. I don't know half of what I have or what it does. <laughs> well, the great rune is when you when you kill the first big big boy boss after the first dungeon. No, I didn't do oh, that. Okay. Once you if once you get to that, if you're not a fan for life, uh, you just maybe maybe play something else. All right. must never be afraid to go too far, for Insert Credit Lies Beyond. This is episode 226 of Insert Credit, a show about video games where we regulate the pace with the sound of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my current state of mind is a buzz. A buzz? Yes. Like with, oh, uh, I'm Frank Spalli, and my current state of mind is uh, a distracted. So I'm going to I'm gonna give people context real quick. Uh, I am in uh, the Video Game History Foundation office as we speak, as I always am. Uh, my office has a window out, uh, overlooking our library, which is a work in progress. And uh, I, I can clearly see in my vision, yeah, Kelsey Lewin's just like dancing around trying to be distracting. Um, Phil, <laughs> Phil's on the floor sorting game developer back issues so a little distracting nice. but uh, we're, we're gonna get through through this show we'll do it together we will persevere my name is tim rogers and my current state of mind is uh uh my granulous uh, i have one of the worst <laughs> headaches i've ever had in my life uh today uh That's which bad. is you know they've, they've been escalating for the past couple of years i drank a five-hour energy drink uh and then i drank another five-hour energy drink and a Red Bull, and I took two uh, Canadian Tylenol. Uh, when, when you absolutely need a Tylenol with a lot of caffeine in it, check out Canadian Tylenol. And uh, it has put a significant dent in, in the headache. So under normal circumstances, I would not authorize uh, as a physician anyone take that much caffeine. Though it did help me uh, a little bit here, and I can kind of see a little bit better. And uh, outside my window, Frank Cifaldi, I have a mm -hmm. view of St. John the Divine's Cathedral here in New York, Manhattan. Is St. John uh, currently dancing to distract you? Let's put it this way. That gothic architecture is dancing even in motionlessness. Wow. So, so yes, <laughs> uh, I, I'm distracted as well, is all I'm okay. saying. Okay, okay. Um, Looking right at I'm it as the sun sets behind it. Just cutting Brandon off at this point for fun. You can go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, just keep going, Jerry. No, that's okay. Yeah, party on your own terms, um, bro. My state of mind is depleted. I think is is the word I would use. Depleted. Um, you know when you got when you farm in the soil, you can only use the same soil so many times before it becomes barren. All the nutrients are gone. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> that's that's about the the state of mind that I'm working with at the present. You just time. gotta pee on it. That's all. Isn't that what you I do? I probably pee on or, it. Or do you take a dump on it? Which one is it? It's number one or number two. Yeah, there's a number involved in that farming. Yeah, we got we got a uh, we got compost over here. We'll 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 get the the actual soil that we have repleted. I don't know about the brain though. We'll see. Pleat it up. Pleat it like a skirt, bro. Let's take our collective states of mind and soldier through. Our first question is this: On what occasion do you lie in video games? Ooh. <laughs> Among Us. Oh. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Spy Party? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Spy Party ever actually come out? 
It's sort of at. It's it's not finished, but it's was at. it like a Steam Greenlight Early Access, whatever it is. It's still basically early access. I just looked up Spy Party on Twitter, and it says a, uh, and the the first tweet begins with the words, "The widow of a former KGB spy uh, has said that Russia's influence in the Tory Party." So it looks like uh, it's a little difficult to read about Spy Party to, uh, these days. Indeed. Yeah, because the spy party is happening for real. Um, definitely for lying, you got in um, Call of Duty Two when you're in the um, in the trenches. Do a lot of oh, lying, lying. in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, very good. Wow. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say uh, to that one. That's actually called <laughs> pro, uh, that's called pronation. It's not called lying. Uh, they call it going prone. After after they shoot me, then I'm lying. If 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 you'd served a day in Iraq, uh, <laughs> you would know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I served a day, I'd probably be dead. Yeah, me too. Uh, to be to be honest, so g- games in which I've lied in a video game, definitely the any time that I choose when there's a Paragon versus Renegade choice, whenever I choose the Renegade choice, that's a lie. Mm, okay, yeah. So you're saying you uh, tend to engage with uh, uh, your chosen entertainments disingenuously? No, I tend to engage with them. Genuously, it is a lie when I do it the other way. I tend to engage with my chosen entertainments ingeniously, so mm. I'm not sweating it either. Um, nice. I, in terms of sweat of of lying, there's lying, there's bluffing. You bluff in cards, right? Uh, we made this video game a while back uh, called Video Ball, where there's three balls, and uh, the average schlub. I hate to use that word. Uh, I'm sure that you know makes schlubs angry. Though uh, the average schlub dude uh, would walk up and go, why are there three balls? And that sort of person would never get it. Uh, the idea is that it's it's a game about lying. I, I would tell I, I pitched it to myself as there's three balls so that you can lie about which one you're interested in uh, mm-hmm. to your benefit and your foe's loss, crushing loss. And people who learned that you bargain and bluff and outright lie and feign interest is the reason you can send projectiles. People who got that immediately were so cool like they were just like really cool people got it and then like most people didn't and that's why I, that's how i ended up lying in the gutter right <laughs> you mean Please pronated in the gutter yeah I, I, yeah I can't i can't think of a specific situation but i believe that i have probably lied on a uh, a questionnaire at the beginning of a video game that determines your build mm. like, you know given this situation yeah Something like that. I'm sure I've lied to get the build that I need. So that, oh that's yeah, that, a, that's that a makes good sense. But that's but those are like I know that like in Ogre Battle and Dragon Quest Three, for example, those are role playing games. So the game actually it's it's kind of genius for the game to invite you cordially to lie at the beginning, and the lie, the little white lie, is the 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 tip of the role playing uh, spear, so to speak. I, I have a problem with those sometimes because. I, I find myself forced to lie because I want to be genuous and uh, or ingenuous, and I like to answer those things truthfully, but sometimes there's no answer that appeals, and so I feel as though no matter what choice I make, it is a lie, and I don't like that. So my, my question is, is a Myers-Briggs test a video game? That's a joke. Yeah. Number two, uh, I was going to admit freely that uh, I lied literally yesterday in, in Elden Ring. I left a note in front of a donkey. I I left a note that said "dog ahead," uh, and then <laughs> and then I in front of another donkey later, a donkey belonging to a merchant uh, reclining beneath a, a a big chunk of a of a ruin that had fallen. I left a note 
that said, Behold, dog, in front of the donkey. You know, that's uh, quite frankly egregious of me. You're really going to set people off the trail with that. You're going to be lost in the wind. However, my appraisals, they just keep stockpiling in. So people are... uh, People are enjoying them. They appreciate being uh, being notified of the dog ahead. What is your most treasured video game possession? Oh, TVP. Oh, the friends we made along the way. Oh, nice. Um, items that I've obtained in video games that I, I think of as items I own and enjoy are so few and so far between that I don't even remember two of them, which is a joke about the word between. People are out there paying for stuff in games, right? And I know it's long been a stance uh, of uh, of people in our age bracket to to uh, nonchalantly brag about having never paid for such and such in such and such a video game. I've never bought a cosmetic item in a game. I have bought every coin doubler I've ever come across for games you're playing, or just uh, just for games yes. that you see on the app store. <laughs> I just just get right in there. Yeah, no, any anything that I was playing, it's it's just you know post. Uh, jetpack joyride it's like oh that's actually how you pay for these games i like to think of of, of frank Zafaldi just uh, uh hover, hovering in the app store and so respectulous of the hustle that he's just buying every coin doubler for, even for games he doesn't have <laughs> yeah yeah i get i download the free game i buy the coin doubler i delete the game no tim you're thinking of two-face that's how he plays mobile that's game. the real that's the coin doubler <laughs> the original coin doubler is it really coin doubling when the coin has the same thing on both sides? Have we? Uh, one of them scratched at. Yeah, I don't like that. One of them is uh, it's it's a, a, a two sided coin, and they both have the same thing, so he differentiates them. Why not just embrace the chaos of everything always being heads? That's why two face uh, just wouldn't That's work in the modern economy. That's not how he works. No. <laughs> yeah. This is a fundamental misunderstanding deal. of two face. <laughs> He's got two faces. Um, I was gonna say why not that, one um, face. This isn't yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not one face? This isn't my thing, but um and a video game item that I appreciate is a friend of the show Christian Nutt has he's got a Sega CD copy, obviously Sega CD. He's got Sonic CD, a Japanese copy. Oh yeah. He had Yuji Naka sign it like Ooh. in the early 2000s before he or probably anybody really knew that Yuji Naka had nothing to do with that game. Yeah, that's good. And that made a treasured memory within my mind of the idea of just getting people to sign things that they didn't work on that you might have thought they did. That's very funny. It's very funny. Uh, I, I plan to get James Elroy to sign my uh, copy of L.A. Noir for the Xbox 360. The King James. So uh, there, there was an interruption. I, I didn't quite hear. So this is real life item that we own? Like, you can make of the question what you will. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, real quick, uh, there is uh, a very odd entry in the Carmen San Diego games, where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego. Uh, go read all about it on GameHistory.org. We wrote up a big thing. So, prize possession of mine is that uh, first of all, I, I finished that game from a, a a copy that that was sent to me. Um, long story short, ended up in Minot, North Dakota, talking to the teachers who worked on the game. And upon beating the game, you get a certificate that you can print out, which I did. And I had every teacher sign that certificate. Oh, man. And then also they gifted to me a copy of the game that Bruderbund had sent them in 1989, signed by everyone at Bruderbund. Oh, wow. And I have in a frame, I have my certificate and that disc. 
and that is probably my most prized possession. Wait, is that how you have to say that game company name? Because I was Bruderbund. Bruderbund. Oh man, because they're like Swedish or whatever. Bruder. Yeah, well, yeah. they're not. They're not, but the word is. Yeah, that's what I meant. They're very American. I mean, everyone said Bruderbund. They, that's true, but everyone that I've talked to who worked at Bruderbund says Bruderbund. Bruderbund. Oh man, that's weird. That's weird. I guess I got to change my whole my whole deal. Yeah, no, wait, wait. I have a sincere answer to that question, which is uh, either my copy of Landstalker that is signed twice by Khan Naito because uh, uh, nice. the first pen didn't work, but it did, does kind of work if you hold it in the right light. So there's two signatures from him, uh, which uh, kind of evokes the box art for the game Shining in the Darkness. The Japanese box art has uh, the main character on there twice. So it kind of feels like like sort of a weird reference to that which it's not and that also contains a save file that was played by me and con naito together that's number that's number one though maybe the only thing in my my inventory that is is more precious to me than that is that my japanese copy of super mario brothers 3 that is signed by shigeru miyamoto which my uncle who worked for nintendo gave me All right. Nice. I believed you for a second there. Uh, yeah, that's my joke. <laughs> which video game talent would you most like to have? You mean uh, like an ability in real life, or are we just we just asking real vague questions? Uh, we're big asking head. RVQs today. Okay. Big head. Big head. Mm. Yeah, big but head. Like that's a good one. Like you, like you put in a code, and then your head grows, but like you, you can reverse it. Yeah, just yeah. so that you can freak people out on the bus, right? <laughs> That's right. Just just get in there like big head. <laughs> do you, do you get more floaty with a big head? Like do you, do you kind of float when you jump if you have a big head? Yeah, you got to. Okay. All right. Then yeah. Um, good answer. Y- you know what I'd like? I'd like a coin doubler. Nice. Just like sure could use it. I'd pay 2 bucks for that. Yeah, give me the coin doubler IRL. I'll take it. Everywhere you go, you look down, there's just two pennies on the ground. You know it. I found a $100 bill. I'm trying to think of something I could exploit. Like, can you exploit a double jump? Can you just be on TV all the time as the one person who can double jump? And for a long yeah. time, I was I was kicking around with a, a a comic book artist the idea of doing a series of people with ultra mundane superpowers and how they use them to make a million dollars. And uh, the, the, the working title was Super Millionaires. And it's like each one is like a short story about making a, a guy who can breathe underwater for eight minutes and how he uses that uh, to make one million dollars. Right. So uh, imagine how would you make one million dollars if you could double jump? Man, I, I, I had a similar concept I wanted to explore because I saw, I don't know, Discovery Channel, just some trash channel. There was a trash special on like people with real superpowers. And it was yeah, like, and they're like really, really trashy. Right. Like there's a guy who's like, if you could stick spoons to my chest and it's hard to take them off. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Who's like, I can hang out in really cold temperature. And it's just like that. Like th- those were like the real life superhero powers. And, and uh, I kind of liked the idea of uh, making a comic or something where they actually do think that they are gifted and 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 should share this with the world and with great power comes great responsibility and all that. And- I wrote a test script for one of my comics which was about a 12-year-old girl who uh, hates her parents and uh, she has she discovers she has the power to make uh, anyone sneeze on command and she uses that to become a millionaire. I won't reveal how, though okay. I was quite pleased with the cleverness of it. I feel like you could use that really fatally, like making people sneeze when they're driving mm-hmm. yeah you could just put it on repeat and then they can't breathe 
<laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's there's a whole lot of uh, little fascinating directions I went with uh, that little uh, uh, that little story, and then it was never illustrated. But also, if she mind zaps a sneeze like mid sneeze, I think you just instantly explode. There's a uh, there were various mechanical quirks that came out uh, in the in the storytelling that I enjoyed, it's like scanners. That I will not reveal here unless there's if is there somebody listening who uh, who wants uh, to get me in touch with somebody. My dog is just, I just looked over, he's just standing there, he was just staring at me, like 20 feet away. That's what my dog keeps doing. Uh, I don't know what video game power I would want. The ability to just steal any car, can you imagine that? When Link sh- shoots beams out of his sword, can you imagine being able to like, uh, like, like slice a stick of butter from like across the house, like blast? Yeah, but you have to be full health, so what is the real life equivalent of full health that you have to get to? In you order just to ate dinner life? and now you're cooking dinner for uh, your... Uh, your your spouse or dog. I see. It's just you are satiated. Yeah, you're satiated, and now you're gonna slice a butter stick so that you can melt a little bit of butter in your baby boy's food. Because uh, if it's good organic Irish butter, he can handle it, and it it actually makes him stronger, and his coat shinier and everything. I think I'd go with a portal gun, and then um, oh yeah, that's not know, a talent. Steal, that's equipment. Steal from millionaires. I mean, the the ability to use it is is a talent. The unfortunate thing is you can't you can't portal gun blast your way into a crypto. It's true. Can you? I mean, if you think you can, I mean, you know, like you go for it. Uh, big money, big prizes. I love it. That's something. I mean, I'm gonna just go ahead and close it out with a classic. I just wish I could jump four times my body height like Mario can. You hear him run and jump and make those noises all Yahoo, Yippee, Wahoo. You know, just all just being very excited and joyful and exuberant as he sprints around. And in the later, more recent 3D Mario games, he he not he spreads his hands out and Naruto runs everywhere he goes, kind of like a a little uh, you know a little boy cosplaying Sonic the Hedgehog, except wearing Mario clothes. Like I want that joy. That's more than a warthog's joy, Jerry. I think no fall damage would be yes. my realistic one. Absolutely. Well, no, that's yeah. what the double jump is for. That's how you make a million dollars with the double jump. All right. Is because if you double jump before you hit the ground, you negate the fall damage in some games, and then you can become a millionaire. There's got to be a way to become a millionaire from jumping uh, just before you hit the yeah. ground. Got to be. What is your favorite video game occupation? Oh, dude killer. <laughs> Good question. I like that. Do I like this? I'm not sure. What's your name? Who's the daughter of Sid in Final Fantasy 15? How about the decals? Anything you like? Sydney. <laughs> How about the whales? Oh, she's Cindy. She's Cindy, yeah, not Cindy. Sydney. Cindy, right, Cindy. It should have been Sydney, spelled C-I-D-N-E-Y. It should have been, right? I like that yes. she's just like an instant mechanic, and she can she her job is just like, s- certain things take, you have to walk away and come back, but most things, like completely changing the look of your car, she can just do that. And then you can, <laughs> it, so instant mechanic, that's an interesting job is that what we were talking about i forget already video game occupations yeah. that seems more like the the previous question i think occupation <laughs> i think the occupation in destiny is pretty good you're just a space dude in bad butt uniform uh who just like looks really cool and shoots people and makes basically makes money it's basically a smash tv rpg I think town greeter NPC with one line is one of the worst occupations. Right. And the one line is, you're in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Oakland. There was a guy in, in Sui Code and one of the 108 party members was just the guy who says the name of your castle when you go home. And that was kind of fun. 
He seems like a nice kid. Are you making fun of him? Too bad for that guy. He was a party you, you, member. Can, can you never put him in your party? Oh, you can? Well, he's, 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 okay, Sui Coden has 108 characters. They're not right. all party members. Okay. Yeah, they're, though. Because uh, I didn't get that many. They're recruits. They're, they're members of your community. Got it. You can have a population of 108 in your castle. Maybe I will. They don't all get to fight and have battle abilities and whatnot. Video game occupation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Plumber. Plumber, that's a good one. Hedgehog. hedgehog. I don't think hedgehog is a paying job. Um, T-shirt wearing bobcat. That's good <laughs> occupation. What could possibly go that wrong? That actually canonically does pay. So. Mm. Yeah, crime. A crime, 100%. Yeah. Sly Cooper, the thievious raccoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a crime that pays, and that's- you're going to tell me that's not a job? That that man is talented. What are Ratchet and or Clank's jobs? Are, are they mechanics? Why do space they... boys. They're space boys. they're space boys. Why do they have wrenches and bolts and things? What do they do? What do My they dog is for? a floor boy and uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank are space boys. That was the original mm-hmm. name of the game. I can't think of a fun occupation that wouldn't put me in danger. What about yeah, occupations within oh, wait, the game industry yeah. as opposed to in a video game? Marines? Wait, that's also um, pretty dangerous now that I think about it. Real life video game occupation. I don't know. CEO seems great. CEO. That's the easiest one. Just say Gaga. Ga. Oh, are we talking about not video? You just kind of like probably just have opinions all the time and people are scared of you and pay you $20 million bonuses for doing bad jobs. You ever think it would yeah, be nice yeah. for oh. people to be scared of you? No. I'll tell you what video game occupation I wouldn't want uh, if you offered me a million dollars. Good luck. Is... Uh, I would not want to be the one who collects the shards of the Elden Ring in hopes of becoming the Elden Lord. Yeah. It's fun to, it's a nice place to visit, but boy, oh boy, I wouldn't want to live there, if you know what I mean. It's a living. Too many big dogs out there. Big dinosaur dogs, dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Them dinosaur dogs had me freaking out. I was yelling. I don't know, there's anybody out there who's playing Elden Ring, and you you know the dinosaur dogs, the big old T-Rex dogs. Those things are freaking me out. Never saw anything like that before. And I've seen a lot. That's why I wouldn't want that job. I know about a big bear, small bear situation they got in that. Oh, yeah. Multi-bear. Yeah. They got a little multi-bear going. Multi-bear. All right. Next question. <laughs> Which video game words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh, nice. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Good luck. <laughs> I do good luck, but... It, it's not that one. The, the good luck for me is the, the Star Fox one. Good luck. Good luck. I actually have the soundbite for you'll need it on here as well uh, as a separate button. But I'm not going to press it because that's okay. patronizing. I'll need it. Uh, I, I think that the one that I overuse is probably It's a Me. And another one that I overuse is That's a So Nice because it's funny to me. Uh, I don't care if it's not funny. Today I walked my dog and I was coming back to the... Uh, uh, into, <laughs> into the apartment building, and uh, I was standing in front of the elevator, and I pressed the uh, uh, the up button uh, to for, to go to up. Jump! Oh, I see, I see. Mimsy tells me to not spoil, uh, to not let give any clues to where I live. So I've just revealed that I don't live in the lobby of my apartment building. So, uh oh, So I pressed the up button on the elevator, and I said, and I said out loud. With my mask on, because you can now say stuff out loud in public. Have you noticed this? And if you're wearing your mask, people, aren't, they might not know it was you, right? Yeah. Notice this? So I said, I pressed the button and I said, out loud, not in a loud voice, in a medium voice, I said, could this be a up is what I said, which is uh, 
<laughs> in the style of, of a note left in a Souls game. Could this be a uh, up? And uh, the, the, the doorman was coming out of the, the mail room and said, uh, what was that? To me. And I turned around <laughs> and I went, oh, nothing. So it's dangerous. <laughs> That's what happens when you're uh, lurking a little too much in the, in the, the world of, uh, of, of Elden Ring. It's my, I'm trying to reference Elden Ring in every question. Have you noticed this yet? Mm. Yep. Yeah. So. so I literally did do that, though. That literally happened. It's the kind of note people leave, meaning maybe there's something up there. Uh, it's, it's very fun. I have n- definitely referenced this one a whole lot of times, including before this show. And, I have to uh, stay alive and write this article. Oh, I didn't, I didn't want to kill it. Yes, Sorry. exactly that one. It's, uh, <laughs> I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. Okay. I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. Okay. Because, you know, I discovered this line while I was a writer. I mean, I'm still a writer, but while I was a, a, a journalism writer and I was writing articles. And whenever my article was late, this would just be stuck in my head. At Chris Graft, we were hanging out last week, and he was writing it, trying to write a review of the Steam Deck for GameDeveloper.com. More like the Stream Deck. He, uh, oh, sorry, he neglected not, yeah. to hang out with, with Frank twice in a row because he was writing this thing, and he was dragging his feet, and he was taking too long. And he was and he, it was like 4 a.m. at one point, and, uh, and I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. It was so appropriate, and he didn't know about it. So I, I, I said it again. It's a good one. Maybe we can play it. I have to stay alive and write this article before I die. Okay. I think it would be okay to play it in the podcast, just this little clip. Yeah, are you kidding? I'll, I'll I mean, send I it play, to Asper. I play these sorts of things. It's, it's okay. I have, I have an actual, a very good answer, I think, for this, because this is one that I had to plumb the depths of my mind, and I realized this is something I, I use all the time. For example, just last week, my doctor prescribed me some, uh, some experimental migraine medication, right? So I'm at home. And I was about to take the first dose. He said, take it before bed, right? And I pop open the pill bottle and I reach in and I, I, I pour one pill into the palm of my left hand. I hold it aloft. I've got my vitamin water in my right hand. And I say, let's try this. And I pop it in my mouth, except I didn't say it that exuberantly. I yeah. just thought, let's try this, which is what uh, Aika from Skies of Arcadia says whenever she uses a healing item during battle, which is a lot because... The battle system in that game unabashedly sucks, even in the GameCube version, where they reduced the encounter rate by 50%. Uh, so, And also the battles are long. You're healing all the time. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And I said it again today when I drank a five-hour energy drink before this podcast. So let's try this. Tim, you ever, do you ever do Ta? Ta from uh, Shining Ta? Force 3. God. Yeah. What does that even mean? I mean, now fear, now fear my <laughs> Arctic blast is, of course, now bear my uh, Arctic blast. Something I now, nah, now fear my Arctic blast sounds better. I, I say okay, now well. fear my Arctic blast. I know it's now bear my Arctic blast. It's just really funny to say now fear my Arctic blast. I like to oh. say now hear my cool podcast. Yeah, now hear my cool podcast. <laughs> yeah, now hear my cool podcast. Uh, I, I did just think of one, which is that I often, uh, when handing someone something, will say or at least think this will help. Which is uh, Kingdom Hearts when you, I think, heal uh, Donald and Goofy. But then I just, uh, Brandon saying that's a so nice. I, every oh, time I hear so that, nice. I, uh, I smile because I, the first time I heard Mario say that was uh, New Super Mario Brothers was not out yet. And yeah. uh, we were all a little bit, you know, curious at the time. New 2D Mario game. That's a new concept at the time. I gotta take you back. This is not a thing. It hadn't been a thing for a while, a 2D <laughs> Mario game. And there was finally footage online 
and uh, it's uh, the boss of World 1, and it's kind of a re- repeat of like 1-4 in Super Mario Brothers, right? So runs past Bowser, you know, hits the axe, uh, the, the, uh, the bridge uh, collapses, he falls into what is now lava, mm-hmm. and he screams, and he <laughs> submerges, and then his skeletal hand comes up one last time before also sinking and then the camera zooms in on mario and he looks at you and goes that's a so nice <laughs> so yeah i always think of weird. that moment because that 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 was the world premiere of what the new 2d mario game was yeah. was bowser dying horribly and mario loving it grim we'll be heck. right back after a quick break While we're on the break, has anyone guessed what the theme of this episode is yet? Not yet. Vague questions that make us confused. Um, you're close, but no, it's more specific <laughs> than that. Well, keep that in mind as we do the second half of the show. I already forgot all of them. Welcome back to Insert Credit. Here's my next question. Where in a video game would you most like to live? Ooh. Yeah, not Link's house. I really like Link's house. Got three pots. Full of hearts. People talked about how it was cool that you could, could like hang up your shield and your sword and stuff in Breath of the Wild. I, I did all the work to get it, but it was like, it's like, you can't do anything with it. There, there's not much point to it. It's not really in a convenient location, you know? Like, why does he live there? Uh, I don't really like that. So I don't want to live there. I wouldn't live there. I'd live in that weird pod he wakes up in, Breath of the Wild. I'd live in that. Jack me sure. in, turn me off, right? The Matrix. Jack me in, shut me down, dude. Uh, you know, it's called uh, Watch Dogs 2. Um, WD! <laughs> Watch Dogs 2. They got a town in yeah. there. Uh, they got a town in there called Oakland, California. <laughs> mm. um, I'll probably give that one a shot. My old house is in there. Yeah. I drove past. I drove right to it. Uh, abandoned the first objective with immediacy. Proceeded directly to my old apartment. Went in, asked the landlord. They were charging $8,000 a month. <laughs> That's right. I've never wanted to be in like a fantasy place. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I like buildings and people, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of the ideal like city or something. You know, I mean, I'd be... hang out in like a in like a Shenmue Kowloon walled city for a while, not forever, but for for yeah uh, yeah 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 for yeah. quite a while. I'd that's neat looking. I'm gonna guarantee you, uh, you, me, and everybody who thought the Kowloon walled city seemed pretty cool in Shenmue too. I'm gonna guarantee you, living there would have been an abject nightmare, and, oh, of and we. And uh, you would have turned your back on your heel from the prospect within 30 seconds. Someone goes, I got you an apartment in here. You would be like, uh, okay. And you'd go in and go, nah, I got to I mean, go. What if I didn't have to live there exclusively? If I lived there sometimes? I'm going to go sleep by the river is what you would say. And I think you'd be breaking the rules of the question. It's not living there. That's vacationing there. Can't stop me doing it unless I'm dead. Wherever I am, I'm living there. I genuinely really like all the the main cities in in Final Fantasy fourteen. I'd live in any one of those. Oh yeah, I could be a fantasy city. Now now that you mention it, I'll do a fantasy city. I just wanted to be a city. Alim Salominsa. I would live there. I wouldn't mind that big uh, trading city in Final Fantasy fifteen. There's like there's like food trucks or not food trucks. And where the women wear like heavy assless chaps for reason. Oh, the the women work in the factory and uh, they provide they work for in the, the factory. Men. Yeah, and they need a novel to, concept um, for a for a fantasy th- world, I guess. They need to only <laughs> cover their legs because their bikini tops are are immune to um, sparks and things like that. So hey, if you only got important. it, go for it, dude. I if if I don't know if I had a, a big old strong butt, I'd be walking around 
popping it out. That's what I would do. Sure. I mean, that's just me speaking as me, though. So yeah. can't speak for anyone else. Where would I live in a video game? I'll tell you. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I, th- I thought I had, a, I had a good joke answer, and then I'm like, I don't know. I'd live in any of those Dragon Quest cities. The Octagonia, and as I just re- I was trying to think of the name in English because I, I know all the Japanese names. Octagonia is like an indoor city in Dragon Quest Eleven. It's like a big, nice, tasty bricks. I'd live there. Is that that underground city with the fighting yeah. And stuff? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, it's very chill. Uh, it's very like I mean I love the idea of a city that's always just like pitch dark inside, lit up by lanterns and such. Well, and also like they take care of their people. There's a giant orphanage. Yeah, huge orphanage. Yeah, so they 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 seem to take care of their people very well there, and have a have a good uh, uh, mayor or governor. I don't really remember. And our heroes got rid of the giant uh, spider who was manipulating the uh, the orphanage politics. Right. There's there's just cool events all the time because everyone's just into the fights and they're like fans of the fighters and stuff. So there's like a sense of community. Yeah, that's a good. That's my city. Yep. It's a real sports town. Who are yeah. your favorite video game writers? Writers. Oh me. I mean, I like myself. No, not a writer necessarily, but if we're talking about the people, do you like yourself? Is that the message we've gotten from this many episodes of this podcast that you like yourself? I mean, ultimately, I think I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think myself quite dirt, to be honest. I don't like myself, and I'm tired of people telling me that I like myself because I don't. I mean, you got to be holding on to a little spark of something in there. No, nah, there's nothing. Mostly, right. I'm just afraid to die. That's about it. Not to get too dark. Oh, that's a phrase I overuse from video games. I don't want to die. Oh, yeah? Wait, what, what is that from? <laughs> that's from Dead Friends. I thought that was from Mario. <laughs> that's a joke. Is that from Mario? Is that from Mario? Yes, yeah, from Mario. Uh, writers that I like. Um, whoever wrote the the Katamari jokes, I like those. That's a good writer. A localizer. I actually don't know if it was how oh, the it Japanese was was little uh, little frilly cute things too. Yeah. Reroll is a new translation. I wonder if that's more accurate. The the, the current Katamari Damashii is not the same script as the PS2 game. Yeah, it's still it's still cute though. I like the new one also. I miss the fact that they don't have the dubbed cutscenes anymore. Yeah. I mean, I feel it. I feel the cosmos is so yeah, good. I miss that. It's not in there and it's I thought it was in there. They got the Japanese voice only. Oh, I forgot. Oh, well, whatever. I I mean, it's still in my mind, so I don't mind. <laughs> and like the vocal effect they put on the I feel the cosmos part. I feel the cosmos. Yeah, and that's not in the Japanese. At least it's not in whatever's on the the new version. Well, it's in the uh, Dedeco mix thing that I was listening to the other day. And so I inferred it back into... Did you say invert? Inferred. Oh, okay. I was just messing with you. Well, assuming the translations are pretty accurate, uh, uh, Itoi is a very, very good video game writer. I'm going to go with that. First of all, Jaffe, I realize this question is ambiguous and we could either be talking about people who write stories for video games or people who write about video games. So, uh, though I'm going to say, if we say Ito is a video game writer, given that he started uh, as a writer of other stuff, I'm going to say I've just, uh, just around, uh, at some point this morning, I, I reached a point where I think I understand what exactly George R.R. R. Martin did for I Elden knew, Ring. I knew it. <laughs> And I love it. So there's that. Uh, I think I under, I don't want to like go out on a limb or spoil it for anybody, but I think I know like exactly what like his task was, like the format he was asked to 
do his work in. It was probably like, there's a small bear, there should also be a big bear. That's probably what he did. Well, I mean, that's that's a, that's a good joke, uh, but also, yeah, stuff like that. Stuff like that. The fact that uh, sorcerers use staves that have crystals that are called glint stones. Sounds like he made up that word, and I like it, right? It's not just that, though. There's a lot more than that. And uh, there is a whole, like, eight-volume fantasy novel series. Not just fantasy novel series, but, like, a really good fantasy novel series in the exact style of not exactly Conan, though something that would be on the cover of Weird Tales. There's a whole eight-volume story's worth of lore in that game, and... The more and more of it I, I pick apart, the more I'm like, ah, oh, man, who did what here? And I think I, I know what George R.R. R. Martin did. So I'd say right now, today, at this moment, he's my favorite video game writer. So good job, George. All right. Next question. He earned the RR in his name is all I'll say. It's like eight more doors in this video game. What is it that you most dislike in video games? When people say stuff about ones I like uh, that uh, proves that they have never engaged with it in good faith. That's what I don't like. I'm talking about how I just opened Twitter and saw a tweet about Elden Ring. I'm going to close Twitter. Twitter's closed now. Sorry. Good job. <laughs> I, I don't like, how should I say, lack of specificity. I don't like vagaries. I don't, I don't like gray areas. I don't know what the what the drive of the line of questioning is today, but the, it, perhaps really? it's to uh, r- rile me up. Frank, you figured it out? Of course. <laughs> of course you have. What Do you want to... It's up to you, Brandon. I, I... No, don't don't reveal it yet. Oh. oh, okay. I don't care. I want to see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Matrix reference. You know, honestly, I'm not surprised that Frank got it first. Because his name is Frank Cifaldi. Yeah, that's true. Uh once we get to the end, uh let Frank reveal it. And if he's correct, I, he gets one point. He gets a token. Absolutely. A, a single a credit. He gets a credit. I don't I, I dislike when there's stuff I don't mm. like in it. Lately, I hate having to turn the HUD off on everything and play with a controller on a game that's on PC, play on my 16.9 TV instead of my beautiful 21.9 monitor, uh, play with a controller and slowly move the camera, just navigate it very slowly and, and calmly and perfectly and pristinely so that all of the footage I'm capturing could be usable in a video someday if I feel like including footage of this game I'm playing for fun right now, etc. That's the number one thing I don't like in video games, is not being comfortable when I play them. That's my fault, though. You actually reminded me of something that I don't like in video games, which is how, especially in Japanese video games, they want the camera to be low behind your character looking slightly up Uh so that you forever have to adjust the camera down so that you can see where you're going all the time and just constantly. You want to get that high school experience of looking at the ground? I want to be, well, I just want to be able to see, like, say, for example, in a platformer. I want to be able to oh, see yeah. platforms. I feel like that would be good. And there's there's a tendency in Western video games to have the camera hovering above so that you can see where you're going. And then there's a tendency in Japanese video games to put it down low so that I don't know why. You know what? It's just the right analog sticks ruined video games. Oh, it came back around. I don't know. Should have stuck with fixed camera angles, Jerry. Resident Evil, dude. You play that Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, got the quick turn and everything. All sorts of stuff they should have uh, thought of. My my temptation is to say that I don't like when games don't give you direction and you just are lost in the woods, but uh, Elden Ring's pretty good. 
So I don't, yeah. I, I, and it's, uh, I guess there's a way of doing that correctly of, of if, if the point of the game is being lost in the woods, I guess it could work. But, but when games expect you to just kind of understand what the designer was thinking, that's bad. When you're lost in the woods, it's hard to tell if the baseball you just hit was a home run. But I do think in Elden Ring, uh, every baseball you hit from deep in those woods is a home run, if you know what I mean. You see what I'm saying. I probably should not talk about Elden Ring too much because I have not played it and it, the likelihood of my playing it is slim. But uh, Oh, and, and also because you've never engaged with uh, one of those games in good faith. Like, no offense. I mean, it's just, it's okay. I, I, I know you were uh, referring to me when you were talking about that. That's okay. Wait, you didn't make a tweet. I, it wasn't your tweet that I saw. Did you make a no, tweet? No, I, I didn't make any tweets, no. Did you make a god darn tweet? God <laughs> I, darn it. I sure didn't. Don't make a tweet. So I'm joking. But, uh, you can do whatever you want. What, I, what I've heard about how Elden Ring is and how it's going definitely is them expanding on the parts of that stuff that I that I do not like. And I feel like like what 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 was good about those? Oh, you series, mean the parts you decided you didn't like after uh, uh, deciding ahead of time to not it. engage with after the game in good it. faith? That's yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm played it a bunch of times. Uh, anyway, no, you didn't. No, you put your bad time hat on and you had a bad time. You put your bad time hat on, you got on your pontoon boat, and you went out and uh, uh, drank one beer, got angry drunk. That's what happened. That's I'm talking about an avuncular <laughs> experience. I'm talking about a, sp- okay. a particular uncle. Next question. What is Wait, your really? regret in you? <laughs> <laughs> that I played some of them? I don't know. <laughs> Final answer. That I played some of them instead of doing stuff? Uh, that I didn't get more money sooner. Oh, yeah. Take that money. Probably should have done it. The money is lying on the ground, waiting for you to pick it up, you know? Can you think of an instance where you could have gotten more money but didn't? Dozens. Yeah, I mean, pretty much every time. <laughs> oh, you're talking about situations where you, you did take money, and then you just think you should have asked for more? Both situations where I did take money and should have asked for more, and situations where I didn't take a job and could have, should have. Oh, yeah. Uh, any of those situations, I probably should have just gotten some money instead of not... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, uh, there, there have been several situations like in like the last five years alone where somebody just offers me a bunch of money, uh, to make a video game and I just keep not replying to any of them, just leaving them ice cold in the inbox. And, uh, I kind of feel like maybe, maybe that would have been a good idea, but at some point, maybe I'm not going to regret it. I mean, I think at this point you kind of, you got a, You got a thing going on right now that seems pretty pretty solid, as far as I can tell. Um, I've I've done the numbers, and it's less solid than uh, than it definitely could be. So uh, I'm trying to solidify it a little bit more. But solidifying it with with no ad, certainly on the way, no sponsorships, no you know big pharma money or whatever it is people are afraid of. No crypto. I've got a strong no crypto yeah. stance. How rich are mm-hmm. you going to get in this world where if, you know, you needed a reminder, the psychos have almost all of the money. True. How are you going to get rich without with a strict no crypto stance? I, I was at the Dice Summit <laughs> last week and uh, oh yeah, one of my friends was walking around and got cornered by some crypto dude. Oh, nice. Who was like, I have $2 billion that I must spend on video games. Oh, yes. I got to launder this money. Get in the laundry. It's tough when those dudes are just out there floating around being like, yeah, I got all this money. I don't know what to do with it. Lol. Mm-hmm. I don't want that money, but I want some money from somebody. Better money. But there is no such thing as good money. So where, where that maybe that's my biggest regret in video games is capitalism exists. <laughs> Can't just make what you want and have an okay life. 
money's bad, can't live with it, can't live without it, uh, etc. You know what? We can go ahead and revise that. It's not can't live with it, can't live without it. It's can't live uh, with it, and most of the time, yeah, can't live with it, as well as can't live without it. By which I mean, there's really just not, it's not as useful as it could be, unless uh, you have a super yacht or whatever. Sometimes you're 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 selling and nobody's buying, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. A lot of people selling and nobody. We can uh, we can avoid this conversation about selling and buying because uh, I feel like yes. it's opening a big can of a, a big old KFC bucket of uh, of of rat turds. Uh, I make Resident Evil Four merchants of us all. Exactly. Indeed. Exactly. Uh, what are you boying? I definitely was saying that one too much for a little while. Yeah. Do you ever say that to like the guy at the bodega? Uh, like, uh, like you say, what are what you, are like, you selling? Yeah. I walk up to the guy and when I asked for my five-hour energy drink, I said, I said, what are you selling? And he looked at me and he didn't know it was me because I was wearing my mask. That's a callback to something I said earlier. Uh, you said, what was that? Mm-hmm. And also, uh, selling is the name of the sorceress uh, that I like in Elden Ring. So I, I got to say, having played Resident Evil 4 recently- <laughs> Uh, oh, good game. The actual line that that has stuck with me now is "Come back anytime." Like he's just very, very friendly. Like he just, I really want to come back and buy stuff from him. Weird dude. It's weird because he's always calling you strange. Like he, like he thinks it's a bad thing, but it, clearly he doesn't. And also, we're not strangers. He's the only guy I talk to consistently. He could, he could just ask your name. He could, he could tell you his name. Also, no, I, th- I think, I think the way he says, his, his, the way he says "stranger" is, is, uh, it, it's a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is for him. Stranger, certainly stranger, not. stranger. Now that's a weapon. Like, like he, he it, I don't know. He likes you, and I like him. Yeah, he's not calling you a forester. Here's a question. What do you consider your greatest achievement in video game? Oh, man. Uh, it was when I got, I accidentally glitched out the hypercubes in um, Fez. And so I was number 13 in the world at Fez, nice. uh, according to the achievements. So that was probably, that's definitely the greatest like game achievement that I acquired. Fez, huh? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a funny, like, you know, I, 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 I stole... 300 bottles of whiskey in fallout i don't know but i can't think of anything funny like that but uh in terms of actual like gameplay achievement it would probably be uh breaking the score in the second uh Oendon game um by being too good oh, very at it, good, very it just good. kind of froze at all nines and and broke we that got rules coming on too. one of uh one of my favorite video game achievements first of all my video game achievements are multitudinous uh they are multifaceted they're manifold. Uh, I, I possess a myriad of them. However, um, maybe the best one was when I saw someone playing the game Limbo and they were like walking into a, into a, a forest. And I said, uh, what is this game? Is this Limbo? I think I heard of this. And they're like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, are you going to like step into a bear trap or something like just out of nowhere? And then they did. Right. And I laughed real hard. And then I just sat and watched them play it for about five minutes. And I said, so is the story to this like that the 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 kid is dead the whole time? Is is it one of those? And then uh, another guy is sitting there goes, "Man, don't spoil it for him." And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> so uh, and, I mean, I was just guessing, and then the guy just he spoiled it by confirming my guess was correct because I was just making a joke. So that's one of my best achievements in video it games. It's called Limbo. Um, I hate achievements though. 
I, I turn the notifications off all the time and then they turn them back on. We're st- speaking about yeah. achievements as a, as a mechanic. Like my Steam achievements keep getting turned back on. Like it posts your Steam achievements to like your friend's feed. I don't know who any of those people are in my friend's feed. I have no idea who any of them are. Every time I log into Steam, I have like eight things pop up that's like, this person added you to their friends list. Who are these people? So uh, I then get like an an email from a guy that's like, see, you beat Godric in Elden Ring. It's like, man, leave me alone. That's so weird. How did that get turned back on? Yeah, I killed Godric. Like, who cares? 37.8% of players did. Not your greatest achievement. I got a couple of achievements on GOG where that, that told me I was in like the 1% of people who got them on uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So I'm the idiot who played that game that much. Is that an achievement? I, think, I don't like it. Uh, Frank? Yes. Would you like to reveal what the theme of this episode was? I, I don't know that I yeah, 100% have it, but it seems as if you are uh, crafting a, a, a video game about us. Oh, no. Oh, then I don't have it. Ooh, incredible. All these questions are from the Proust Questionnaire, which was kind of a party game from the 18th century adapted into Vanity Fair interviews. See, okay, but every question, I believe, um, if you were to turn our answers around at us, you would describe a weird video game. It's written oh. by this person. This is an achievement. This is the environment. You know what? If somebody at home wants to do that and record themselves coming up with a game based on these answers, maybe we'll put it in an episode. How about that? How about that? All right. So I'm I'm, uh, unfortunately quite familiar with the Proust questionnaire, and there's a couple you didn't ask, so do the the other ones later, I guess. There are like... 30 or 40 of them, but I trimmed Oh, okay. Down. I didn't know how many there were. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, because, you know, good question we have here. so much time. Uh, do we have time to do a lightning round, or should we skip sure. right to recommendation? Yeah. All right. L- lightning boy? We're doing a dirtbag lightning round. I have chosen 10 questions from the Jerry Jury. and you, DBL. And you have 30 seconds to answer each of them. Here we go. Give me that dirt lightning, Jerry. Kyle asks... Which public domain story deserves a video game adaptation? I was going to say Sherlock Holmes, but recently I bought all of those Sherlock Holmes games and played one and was like, wow, that rules. But is that public domain? I don't know. Zorro. Uh, the the, the Zorro. Conan Doyle stories only, right? The, the originals. Uh, Zorro, yeah. Dracula, not really. Probably. Like, it's tempting, but... Dracula. Fair enough. You know what would be the chillest is Don Quixote. Yes. Uh, in the style of Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah, Don Quixote. Don, a Don Quixote, like, point-and-click adventure or something. Yeah. All right, next one. Ox Bagel asks, what game would be better with the RPG elements removed? Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. A Symphony of the Night uh, as Richter is better than Symphony of the Night as Alucard, period. I think Yakuza Like a Dragon would be better without the RPG stuff. Frank, you got an answer? Nope. Okay. Kiko B says, what are the best quick time events of all time? Uh, Spider-Man 3, uh, because if you fail the QuickTime events, they made these poor animators animate a unique failure for every QuickTime event. Yes, I've seen these. Um, And most of them are just whatever, but some of them are very funny, like Spider-Man is swinging, and if you miss the QuickTime, the QuickTime, the QuickTime, if you miss the QuickTime event uh, to continue swinging, he just like 
doesn't do it and he just like belly flops onto the floor and dies it's pretty good Perfect. yeah it's good I would say every single uh, standoff in the game Stranglehold which I wrote an article about for Game Developer Magazine a long time ago uh, I thought that was that was my favorite Altap which video game character would be on your back tattoo if you were in the Yakuza series um, uh, the uh, Carbuncle from Puyo Puyo. Oh, man. I mean, I, oh, God. I mean, I would want, like, ah, oh, there's just too many that come to mind. The mouse with the sunglasses from Mario, too. Oh, man. man the, the one that first came to mind, and this is so weird, I'm going to say it. Is that is I, I would want Aerith from Final Fantasy VII on a cross. All right. But with her eyes, like, <laughs> on fire. Oh, man. I I, respect. I like yeah, there you go. <laughs> In other words, she's she's not dead. She's thriving on the cross. Uh, Airbrush that on the hood of your uh, of your of your new Civic Supreme. Oh no, I would put it on my Honda Civic SI. Is what I would do. Rim Plaspian asks, "What's the best video game based on a live action television series?" Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was a. uh, Um, Tim, Tim, you ready with the button? It's a. I don't know if you have this button, but um, Family Feud. (laughs) Good answer. Oh, (laughs) good enough. Good enough. You you don't have good answer. Good answer. Um, I I really like that the Sopranos game, dude. Okay. Sopranos Road to Respect. All right. You all played that? No. Twenty four, the game as well. I like that game as well. They're out there, just waiting for you to play them on your PlayStation Two with a retro tank fire. Alias is pretty. Is not very good. Which non-chef video game character would you trust to cook you a nice meal? Ooh. The the guy from Spy Party who can dress as a chef. Uh, sorry, Spy Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go ahead and go all in. Agent 47, dude. Agent 47. He's a, a man of the world. I think he would cook like a scientifically perfect meal. Yeah, you'd ask him for like macaroni and cheese and he'd go, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And he'd do it. Fwim Blimbud. I- I'm doing a great job pronouncing these names, by the way. Uh, Fwim Blimbud asks, what historical setting would make you most excited to play a new Assassin's Creed game? Ah, Napoleon. Uh, although they've already they already did a French Revolution, which is has Napoleon in it uh, in the game. Though I really would play like a Napoleonic War era, the sort of uh, sharp Richard Sharp kind of setting, uh, which I fear is too traditional for them uh, at this point as they explore deeper eras of history and kind of go around the world. I'm gonna go Gangs of New York era New York. Yeah, that'd be chill as heck. I'd go with the uh, Mayans. All right. Mayan Empire. Chris asks, what pre-80s musician or band would have started their own Blood in the Sand style video game if they could have? Peter Frampton. Man, it's pretty obvious that uh, that uh, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand was just 100% the modern version of an Elvis movie. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Am I the only okay. person who thinks this? Like Elvis, Elvis goes somewhere and gets in a weird situation. Elvis, Elvis is in Hawaii and his, uh, his, his friend's uncle goes to jail or whatever. He's got a participated in a surfing contest that's all that 50 cent blood on the sand was it was they embraced the the elvis movie idea and they embraced video games as the primary vehicle for that sort of that flavor that spirit of entertainment so it'd be elvis man yeah and it would be elvis presley baking the clam i mean you could make an elvis game like right now and uh it would probably you know you put triple a money in it yeah, Square Enix, yes. Montreal, of uh, makers of Guardians of the Galaxies, Elvis the video game, or whatever, some complete inanity. Is Elvis public domain? That's a joke. I know he's not. Andrew O asks, what video game related mispronunciation do you find most annoying? Mario. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario's one. Another one is Sega. Sega. Which the Australians used to say. 
Well, I, I live here in New York, and I literally heard somebody say Mario the other day in a, in a New York accent. Well, my, my, my brother Mario. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's people with a, a blood relation name of Mario who pronounce it Mario. So I don't know what's up anymore. I took linguistics. I studied Italian. I don't understand anymore. Last question. Uh, this is from John Abrams, who asks, is pinball video games? Absolutely not. Yeah, you'll look at it. Okay. I'd say no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, Digital pinball is Pinball the... people will get really angry if you compare the two because they believe that they have the superior game. It's a physical video game, like a, like a, ball, in a, like a ball in a cup. Yeah, video implies video, so absolutely not. Right. Okay. Very good. That's it for our episode. Uh, Goodbye. I liked it. Uh, who wants to give some recommendations? I do. I have a re recommendation, which is that probably either the by the time you listen to this or the day after or two days after, I don't know, it depends on how we do, there will be a bundle on itch.io in support of Ukraine. Specifically, there's some medical assistance and also a charity that helps children children with PTSD and adjusting to the world after a war which hopefully will be over pretty soon. Um, but yeah, there's it, as of now, we're still not finished, but as of now, there's 800 things in there. Um, there's going to be a lot of things. So just give, give some of your money and it'll get split between those two charities. And uh, we don't, we don't take any of the money or anything. It just all goes to those two charities and uh, give it a look. I think it will be called bundle for Ukraine. And that's pretty much, that's it. And it should be out there on, on itch within a couple days of you listening to this episode. So keep an eye out for it. Yeah, go do that. Keep an I.O. for it is what you actually mean to say. Itch.io. Yeah, itch.io for it. I'm nice. foregoing any recommendations so that uh, we uh, double or perhaps triple recommendation for that. That's very important. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and triple recommend it. I was I was going to say something petty. Quite, fr <laughs> quite frankly, stupid about that. I was going to recommend. Well, I just ruined that because now you're going to be the one who isn't. <laughs> you want to hear? It? Okay, here it is, real quick. I was, I was sitting in the in in the the waiting room at the doctor's office this morning because I I just go to the doctor every couple of days now. Uh, for whatever reason, we need not get into it. And I heard a guy small talking mentioning how he's interviewing a candidate for a job, and he's like. Uh, the guy was wearing a wife beater on the Zoom call, so uh, you definitely can't hire him. I mean, I'm wearing a t-shirt, so we're casual. He knows that. It's just not so casual. I mean, a wife beater is a little too casual. Uh, I think, you know, a guy wearing a wife beater, who wants to give him a job? He said wife beater three times, and uh, I literally just said out loud, staring, I said, you could just call it a tank top, uh, and he didn't know it was me because I had my mask on and there were like eight other people there very good the mask beautiful it's a curb your enthusiasm episode it's like uh you could you could just not call a tank top a wife beater in the year 2022 you just not call it that it's a normal type of shirt yep. that a lot of normal type dudes who aren't even married wear you know you just call it a tank top uh and uh, this this kind of extends so just think about all the words you use all the time that's what i do that's how i got so god darn good at it uh is by thinking about them all the time. So you could all try that too. Give it a shot. I'd like to recommend, again, uh, Brandon's Itch.io bundles. Uh, I also recommend that if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that for us. It would be really nice. Mensch behavior. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. 
You can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alec Jaffe. Tim is at 108. Frank is at Frank Zafaldi. Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Zafaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. The end. The end. The end.